the disagreement is turning pretty dark. We have a divided nation. We have a very divided nation. We seem to be living in a time of utter tribalism. If it's true to you, then it's true. No, it's not. In order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. Nothing is as important as the truth of God revealed in Scripture. Welcome to Disagree With Me, a podcast dedicated to considerate conversations on taboo topics. My name is Angel Rodriguez, and I am your host. I am joined by Mr. Caleb Powers, the unseen power behind this podcast. Hello, hello. And by Mr. Jake Horn. Howdy. Yeah, our first, our first in-person guest to have a considerate conversation with. Which and means that I can just be behind the scenes now. Yeah, Caleb is, Caleb is behind the shadows, mm-hmm. working, waiting to pounce. Yep. But we're going to talk about something I think really important, um, definitely a taboo topic, and that is immigration policy. And you find soon enough that Jake and I disagree on, on immigration policy, right? Mm? Absolutely. Yeah. You'll see just how much we do. But specifically, we're going to talk about Trump's immigration policy. Um, do you agree with Trump's immigration policy? I do. Okay. So Jake stands upon Trump's, seeing, uh, Trump's immigration policy as a good immigration policy. And I stand on the, on the opposite end of that. Uh, obviously, there are things that, that we disagree on here. But Jake, I'll let you, let you explain yourself. You know, what is, what is Trump's immigration policy? And what is it you like about it? And, and why is it the way to go? Well, I mean, realistically, um, well, Trump's, Trump's initial plan behind everything was to hire American, buy American. Um, that was a, a slogan that he had shown um, right off the bat. In his, in his mind, you know, there, over the past couple of years, historically, you know, there's been millions of people entering our country illegally. And we have, we've had presidents in the past have, um, like, set bills that are keeping them safe in, in the country. But in, in Trump's goal is to eliminate that and to, you know, he's, he still wants to have, you know, maybe 800,000 or whatever the number may be for undocumented immigrants to arrive here and to stay here. Um, but for the, um, I don't remember the exact number. I know it's over 10 million people that are in this country right now illegally. Mm-hmm. He wants to send out and then give them a way back in to come in this country legally again. But um a lot of these people have criminal records underneath them. You know, why, why should they be able to stay in our country without any, I guess, without, without being, you know, arrested or without being, or being able to take the American worker's job. Yeah. Fair enough. So like, as a, as a matter of foundation, like, where do you, where do you get that idea of like there being that there should be like a class of or a, a distinction between a legal immigrant and then and then an illegal immigrant and then how do we like differentiate between the two like where do you get that idea from wait so like illegal illegal immigration versus legal yes immigration yeah like so you're asking me like coming this okay so like yeah. okay there's like you saying like what's been in place for many years now it's as far as like you know the country will accept uh historically i'm pretty sure it was like a million people a year Mm -hmm. from mexico or from other um foreign countries the right way and a lot of other you know the other 10 million in this in this matter are here right now Mm -hmm. illegally yeah so so like the question is what why there's why does there need to be a difference? Like why does there need to be a right way? And then who says it's it's the right way 
the a government. Oh yeah. The government says the right way. I mean I get it. We all we know we're not we're not all native here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's fair. But that was also before this country had I guess some sort of government formed here, you know. Um, so when when these laws were put into place, it's to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. It's to keep our jobs open. You know, there's so many you know low class income families here that are American that that they're not they're not given the opportunity that a, an illegal might have been able to take up. Yeah. Um, so would you would you see a problem with not even like just say immigrant in general? Like let's say they came to the country legally, they went through all the paperwork and everything, and, and then they they immigrated to the United States. Do you see a problem with them taking the job of a low income American that was already born here and living here the rest all of their life? No, no. And so so like so my question. Then is like why, why is there? Because where I'm coming from, like my immigration policy, if my immigration policy, if there's such a thing, like is if you can afford to live here, mm-hmm. like if you can if you can live in wherever it is, and you can afford to live there, regardless of whether you jump through the hoops or you like sign the paperwork or pay the money out to the government, you should be able to live there because, just like you and I can choose to pick up and move somewhere else. Like I cannot move to downtown Chicago because I can't afford to live there, mm-hmm. but I can live in Beloit, Wisconsin because I can afford to live here. And I think the same should be true for, for individuals, regardless of whether they've gone through a, through a, a specific document trail, you know? And, and so like, so that's where I'm coming from mm-hmm. is, is that individuals should just be allowed to, if you can afford to live here in this country, you should be able to. So, like, a drug cartel leader mm-hmm. or anybody in the cartel who they make a lot of money doing illegal work down in Mexico, for example, and they can afford to live here, and they they, they pass through our borders illegally, mm-hmm. and they can live here because they can afford it. That's a good question. That's that's a legitimate question. Like, yeah. so so there's I think like there's a distinction between. Like moving anywhere, because the same thing is true with, with us moving anywhere in this country. Like there's a distinction between us just picking up and moving some, somewhere. And then there's a distinction between us doing that and then you killing somebody. Like one of them is inherently evil because it's, it's murder and the other one isn't. Right. So, but, but going on that though, mm-hmm. but how, how can we tell... If you're if you're saying anybody who can afford it can live here, mm-hmm. um, which in some points I can agree to that, but it's for me at the same time it's uh, the same thing applies to everybody. So if if there was a mass murderer in Mexico, how would we know that they're a mass murderer? What if you know they hadn't been caught with something or a lot of these drug cartel members remain unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them, I mean, the most like the leaders are ones that are known, you know, because of, you know, whatever that their governments keep track of. They know it down there, but we don't, there is no communication between the United States and Mexico. There is a, there, I mean, there is a communication, but like say, say um, one individual from Mexico moves here. There isn't going to be no communication between governments. Right now, there has to be a communication between governments. What you're telling me, at least what I'm getting out of it, mm-hmm. is that you think that there shouldn't need to be a communication on it. That is silly because if somebody commits a crime here, mm-hmm. then we deal with it. Like, I'm not saying we overlook like people doing wrong things. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, like, if somebody is a murderer, then justice needs to be. It needs to be carried out. Mm-hmm. But to say, like, and so, yeah, if in Mexico somebody murders somebody and they, they're trying to run to the United States, I mean, it's the same as if we were to be, like, we just have to try the murderer where they, where they committed the crime. So I get what you're saying. Like, that's, that might make it 
harder. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that for all the other millions of other people that haven't committed those those crimes, they aren't running away from. But how do we know? Like then the question is, how do we know that Angel from Beloit moving to Janesville or wherever to New York City isn't running from the law? Like if I committed a crime, I need to be found for for that crime. And I get what you're saying, but fundamentally. we have we have the technology here and all this other stuff here that we can you know grasp an idea behind it. Mm-hmm. This is we're talking about a whole other government system. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they have over yeah. there or anywhere yeah. for that matter. We have no idea. You know, I mean, we have we have our ways of how we do things, and they have their own ways. You know, if they wanted to say, "Oh, this person," they could release somebody there from prison and drop everything, expunge everything off of his record. And they could let him come here, or with this thing you're saying, like they could just he could just come here and be washed away, pretty much. Like so, but the same thing could happen if if the individual, like in the in the instance that you said, if they if we communicate with their government or for the what we're talking about, let's say it's just in Mexico, and let's say that the Mexican government doesn't even have a track record of because a lot of these but these cartel members or whatever, like there's a lot of, of corruption in the Mexican government. Mm-hmm. And so let's say that this person is a mass murderer and they, and they know it, but they don't have it on the records because they're paying them off. And yet they, they go through all the hoops and they, and they, they sign everything off and, and they come to this country legally. You still have the same problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I get where you're coming from. And I think like justice needs to happen. And so, yeah, we, we would have to, to go to Mexico and say justice needs to happen here. We can't just turn the other cheek, turn the turn a blind eye to, to what these people are doing because they have money. But like, well, how do we do that? The same. We just have like the same way we do justice. We should do justice here. Like, to just to say that because injustice is done somewhere else, that we should do the same thing here. Because I, I ultimately, like, I think it's unjust. To, to take individuals that are living in this country that own property or paying rent from a private person and they're working a job, I think it's fundamentally unjust to take those people up and to throw them somewhere else, like pick them up and deport them. I think it's unjust. So, but if, but if it's been happening for years, right? So like, mm-hmm. let's just say this, um, there's a family in Mexico, they they seek the legal way of coming to America. They do the paperwork and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and they come here legally. But then their long-lost cousin decides one day that he's going to hop the border and do it legally. Yeah. They fought, and they waited for all those months of yeah. all that hard work to come into this country legally. Yeah. But yet their cousin, their long-lost cousin, can come here freely without anything. That's, I mean, that's wrong. Because then at the same, because at the same time, when, when that, when that, not only do not only do they take our jobs, excuse me. Not only do they take our jobs, mm-hmm. but they also um, abuse our welfare system. They also, I mean, it it causes our taxes to raise every. I mean, every day there's eight. I, I was just reading eight hundred twenty thousand of the many millions of people. Eight hundred twenty thousand people had criminal records, and they're still on our land. Yeah. So so this is what we do. So you bring up a good point, though. Because I, what I'm saying is, let's let's reform the whole system. Then let's not make it so that somebody has to wait years and pay thousands of dollars to come to this country. Like let's, if they're able to afford to, to afford the, the plane ticket and then be able to live here, find a job and live here, then anybody should be able to come. Because but why shouldn't they have to pay to get in here? We have to pay to live here, right? They're gonna have to. Oh right, but they have to pay to live here. But they don't live here. They weren't born here originally. Yeah. But like, so why, why do? You, I mean, you're effectively because here's what's gonna happen. Our we get money from that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's that's growing our economy here. Not really. Not the economy. It, you know what is going the economy? Immigrant labor is going the economy, and people moving here and working jobs is gonna is gonna grow the economy. Mm-hmm. But like to to the point you made about welfare, I agree with you. I mean, I'm I'm of the I'm of the the opinion that we just got to be done with welfare. I agree. Like, we just got to be done with it. Yeah. 
percent. And so like, there's I'm no just, reason for it. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. And so like, in the ideal world, the ideal scenario, we, we, we're done with the welfare system. And so there isn't a draw for people to come here and live off of anything because you can't. Like, you either, you're going to have to come here and you're going to have to work if you want to stay here. And then, and, and I think, honestly, most people that are coming here from other countries are coming here to work. Now, there are people that abuse the system. And so that's what I'm saying. Even American people born here in this country are abusing the system. Mm -hmm. But we're not saying, let's deport them, right? No, because they don't have anyone else to go. But if they were born there, if they were born there, they obviously but a lot of people, a go. lot of people don't. When I moved to the United States, we sold our house. So I don't have a place. I mean, I have a place to go because I have family in the Dominican Republic. But there are people, and I'm just not that I'm like the example, the poster child, but there are people that honestly sold everything in their home countries to move to the to the United States, to leave the to leave where they, they left, just like we would do here, right? We sell our homes and then we move to another city. Mm -hmm. So there's no there's nowhere for me to go back to because this is my home now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we get rid of the welfare system. So now if you want to come here, you're gonna have to work. And that's not a bad thing. And in fact, it doesn't hurt our economy. If people are coming here and they're working, that's actually good because you're you're now there are people earning money, there's people buying property, there's there's business being done, and that's that's better for all because you're able to if if somebody can afford to live there. And they're working. And then we let the private market dictate what immigration is, not the government. Because if if people can't find jobs here, they're not going to move here. So then the immigration flow is going to go down. And there's not going to be... They're, no, they're it's in, not. It would go down. Not if there's not a welfare system. The, the immigration would never go down in America. People People come here because... United States stands for freedom, apparently, in all these countries that not every not every other country is ran like how we are. Oh, I know. We have, we have a lot of <laughs> we have a lot of good opportunities here, which is why people will seek it. And I'm not saying like job, you know, because like I mean, big companies, you know, General Motors, for example, was I mean, it was here the longest time, Janesville, thirty minutes away from here. Mm -hmm. There was a GM plant there. What happened to it? You know, GM went. GM, yeah, they went bankrupt. Yeah. But a part of their bankruptcy, I mean, how many times have they filed for bankruptcy? Eight times? They've, I mean, it's been a lot, you know. Um, and for General Motors to to move out of the United States to find that cheaper, you know, thing, why, you know, all those jobs that are leaving, mm -hmm. why would they, why, why wouldn't, why wouldn't, why wouldn't they stop coming here then? You know, because with General Motors, there were thousands of people yeah, that worked there. That's just one company. Janesville. The, the good thing about the United States is that there are like, there are people, there, there are jobs all over the place. Like mm -hmm. you, General Motors, you know, it's a, it's a big industry, the, the automotive industry. And General Motors is a big company, but there are other companies you can work for. So you don't have to, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah, there are, on the one hand, there are. No, I was just, I was using General Motors as a foundation america i mean realistically that's such a big company yeah. that we had here i mean janesville alone i mean they went through a major recession yeah. and they're still recovering from it to this day mm -hmm. and part of the reason for it was because general motors closed down and moved away or so what's what's happening though is that these these undocumented um aliens when they come over here it's Companies are allowed are hiring them undocumented because mm -hmm. they're not themselves are undocumented and they're paying them a cheap wage. Yeah, that's wrong. Why? But why is it wrong? If it like if I as an individual, well, that's just saying like I'm going to get paid twenty seven dollars an hour at this factory. Yeah, that if an undocumented um, foreigner enters this country and he wants to apply for that same position. They can get away with paying them maybe nine bucks an hour. That's okay. It's not though. But it is because we do the same. It's the same thing as if I went to to Walmart and they were selling oranges for two dollars, and then I went to Target and they were selling them for one fifty. I'm gonna go to the one that that's most beneficial. And so if if like, I know that it's tied up in so many other things, <laughs> and like I don't think so. Like, obviously immigration is part of it, but like. I think the government gets involved in way too many things. And so that's where I'm coming from is like, I don't think the government should be involved in who gets to live where. 
per se. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be able to tell people that are innocent of and of like that are innocent that having committed a crime that is punishable by death. I don't. I don't believe that we should imprison people. But I don't, I don't like if they haven't committed a crime punishable by death to say to them, you can't live here and you can't work here because you, you're missing this piece of paper or this this documentation that we have arbitrarily set up because it's it's arbitrary. It used to be you could just come here and sign a piece of paper and you were in the United States. Now it's you got to go through these mm-hmm. through these tests and you got like you got to go through a test. You got to do a, pay all this money to able to become a citizen. And it's and, and it's like who's who says like says who that I have to do this so I can live here like because there are hundreds of years in the past when the first people from Europe came to the United States they just showed up right and that's what I'm saying like they were able to it was a lot harder for them and they had to work for it and they got to stay here a lot of them died and that's what I'm saying like if you come here to this country and you can you win the work you you should be able to and so like why shouldn't we want people to come to this country and and work like even if if they're going to be paid nine dollars an hour that means and then they're going to stay here that means that they're doing something they're able to afford it so yeah there's somebody that's going to be paid 27 dollars an hour they can't though Who, in our in our civic instance yeah like the nine the nine dollars an hour that they could pay that person Right, mm-hmm. that's not enough to live on. Anyway, it depends. That you know, I mean, like the, the, you could get a really like crappy apartment. It's for, like nine hundred bucks a month. Somebody working on nine dollars an hour is not going to be able to afford that. Actually, so, right. So, wait. but but that's I, I, my first apartment was five hundred dollars a month. So okay. you can do it. Okay, you can do it, but it's going to be it. I mean, it's nothing. I don't know. It's nothing to um. But can I can I say something though? Uh, the uh, to us mm-hmm. maybe looking down like it's not a livable place like the five hundred dollar or not or like the places that would be cheap enough for somebody to live in. But for somebody that's coming from a country where there isn't like running water and there isn't like the, uh, the power doesn't turn on every time you flip the switch, that is a step up. Like. To, for us to set our standard and say, well, you have to live up to this standard. Again, that's that's where I'm coming from. Is like the government should not, like we shouldn't do that to people, and certainly the government shouldn't. Either. But I, I know. I but that's where the welfare abuse comes in. The yeah, the nine dollars an hour, you know, is going to require somebody to have welfare. Not necessarily, but can we, can we, okay, so we can agree, we can agree on the welfare system being a bad thing. Yeah, that's Okay, we agree on that. So, like, welfare system out of it, hypothetical situation, like, the welfare system's out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you necessarily, you don't need a welfare system. No, you don't. Like, to survive, even on $9 an hour, I think, again, if people will find a way to survive, and if people can't live here on the $9 an hour, then they're not going to live here. Right. Either a they 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 leave the job and they go find somewhere else that'll pay them better, or the job that they're working at will have to pay them better, or they'll just have to move, like find a way to to make do with it, and maybe have person like private charity help them out. Or you know what I'm saying? Like there 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 are other ways ways to this, and and then it's not really a burden. It's not a burden on anybody. If if someone comes here and they're working and they're making their money and they're, and they're, they're living, they're, they're surviving like they're. And I think honestly, it's, it's beneficial, but do you have something to say to that? Mm. Like, cause it, it like, it, it goes to what are the powers of government, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, what are the, like, what, what, why do you think that the government, fundamentally speaking, like one of the, the powers of government and one of the responsibilities of government is to dictate who gets to live, who gets to come here and get who gets to live where? Well, I mean, well, for example, I guess like what I could add to that was like the United States is not the only country that has border mm-hmm. or I mean immigration policies. Yeah. You know, we're definitely not the only ones here. I know. 
ours are ours is one of the most uh like one of the strongest ones but that's because we want to keep our people safe but, right but, but how but, Letting <laughs> in 2015, that study was conducted by the Migration Policy mm-hmm. Group. It was a nonpartisan thing, and the sure. 820,000 people. Yeah, and it concluded that there were, you know, crime rates went up. Are you sure? Yeah, they're they're coming to this country. And causing issues and and i'm not saying we're perfect by any means you yeah. know every day an american's committing a crime i'm not saying that we don't yeah i'm definitely saying it's the the chances become higher okay so it's better to go through you know like psychiatric evaluations and all that other stuff to see if you're fit to enter the country because it's well i mean that's i mean that like the the travel ban you know we're not gonna let a country with commonly known terrorist issues. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have you know, like people from like Yemen to come over here or Syria. What if, what if they're running away from? What if we don't want to be the, around the terrorists? So now we're forcing them to stay. But that's the that's a, we're not forcing them to stay in Syria. We're yeah. forcing them to stay out of our country. Exactly. But what, so that there's so many other countries though. Why why here? Because like you said it right. Like we have there's a lot of opportunity in this I mean, country. Well, yeah. Like, okay. That's right. That's so fair. like, that's but, why people want to come here. That's, that's exactly. And that's why we should let them come here. It's like, we there's have a lot so- of opportunities in Europe. There's a lot of opportunities in other Asian Pacific. There are. And some people choose to go there, but there some, some people might, again, dude, it's the same thing. Like, it's like saying you shouldn't move to, to New York because there are a lot of opportunities in Chicago. Like if I determine that the best the best route for me to go is, is your citizen. But I'm just saying in, in the terms of like, as an individual choosing where to live, like we, we should let people choose. And like, I, if I can, if I cannot afford to live in downtown New York city or Chicago. So I'm not going to move there. It's not in my best interest to do so. And so these individuals that want to move here and they want to work, like they're going to come here and either, yeah, like you said, they're going to commit a crime or they're going to work. If they commit a crime, we deal with it. Right. Well, what if, but, but what you're saying earlier is what if, what if they had committed a crime 10 years ago, right? Yeah. And they've changed. Yeah. But we have no documentation to prove that then. If, if we're going to let anybody willingly enter the United States, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. We'd have no, I mean, there's, I'm represented by a number yeah. in this country, mm-hmm. right? I think that's fair. And what do you mean by that? Um, well, I mean, we're represented by, we have an identification number that makes us a citizen of the United States. Yes, we got, yeah. Yeah. A social security number? Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Angel. I know how you feel about that. No, okay. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, for them, they're coming here with nothing. We don't, we don't yeah. have, they don't have a, I don't know what they call it, but. Um, they don't have an identification. Well, that's okay. Here. No, it's not. That's okay. What? Then why do I have one? Right? Then we should. Then you should. Have, no, I, oh, I, you know where I, I said. want one. <laughs> I want one. Then you can have one. I want to have one here. You know. Well, what if I don't want to have one? Why? But I'm a citizen. What if I say well, I don't want to have, have, have a number? That's the way no. our government has been for years. But what if? What if it's wrong? What if it's? What if we take it for granted that it's wrong? That's where I'm coming from. Is like I think we take it for granted. Like what if I don't want it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, then you can move out of the country. It's something that's been here for many, many, many years, and it's okay. not going to change. But that's that's not a, that's not an excuse for it being wrong because we. What, what's so wrong about it though? Because the Bible says, "Treat the treat the sojourners, treat the just as you would the natives." Right. So, mm-hmm. like, we we don't we don't do this to to people born in this country. So why should we do it to people not born in this country? That's where I'm coming from. Is like. It's if people but we're not there's a system in place to give that number mm-hmm. to somebody the right way. The million the million people that you know, in past years it was maybe, you know, eight hundred thousand people mm-hmm. being allowed in another country in one year. Now it's increased to a million. Yeah. Right? But the other ten million people mm-hmm are here without that number yes that we have to have right 
which I don't think we should have to have. But yes. uh, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I understand <laughs> that. I understand that. No, but, I disagree with it, but I understand. That's good. That's what we want. No, but like, okay, so so we have the, the quota set in place. I'm just saying that the government should not set the quota. Like, do you get where I'm coming from? I'm saying I think that number year by year could fluctuate depending on how the market is doing, right? So like in a, there, and, and there are, there are seasons where like there, there are seasonal workers that work in the, in, in the agriculture. So like in the summer, there's a lot of agricultural agriculture jobs, but in the winter, there's not because you're not growing anything in the winter. So, the, so let's, let's let the immigration fluctuate as, as the, as the jobs are, are available. More people are going to show up. And when there aren't jobs, they're going to leave. And I don't think the government should say, well, you can't come here just because we, 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 you're not going to be part of our quota or you're going to, you know what I'm saying? I don't think the government should set that. I think private individuals should set that. And if people are coming here and they're, and they're. they're It'd be the same way if private <clears throat> individuals should set that though. I'm guaranteed. Like, what do you mean by that? Like. You're saying the government, okay, so the government shouldn't have to have a say. Yes. Right. In number one, number two people, you know, coming to this country, right? They shouldn't have a say at all. Okay. So, but you're saying it should be my choice? No, I'm saying. Or like, are you, okay. I'm saying like businesses. Okay. So, Shopco. Yeah. They can choose. Well, if they want to hire somebody, I'm, I'm saying like choosing in the sense that there are jobs and uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if there are 30 jobs at Shopco and there's only 20 people to, that are working there right now, maybe 10 more, Shopco is saying our quota right now is 10 people. We can bring in 10 people. And so those 10 people can be people that were born here or people that are coming from overseas. We have 10 jobs we need to fill. So that's the quota that I'm talking about. Is like private companies setting those quotas by their their need for labor, and then people can like. But then if if thirty five people show up, if they have ten openings and twelve people show up, then two people aren't going to get the job, and so two people either have to find a job somewhere else or they have to move somewhere where there is a job. And and then it's not the government saying Shaco needs ten people, but we're only going to let five people in, and then Shaco doesn't have five. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's where I'm saying that, that it's unjust is the government stepping in and saying, no, you can't, you can't come here because we have our quota. I just think the private market, private, that's what I mean by private individuals. And like in the sense of like companies, but then also private individuals in, sense, in the sense of the people coming over from, the, from other places. But it ends up playing both ways, no matter what. And... and Right now, uh, I think it plays both ways. What do you mean by that? Like, like okay, like, well, actually, aside from that, hold on. Like, yeah. Aside from that, though, like what I was trying to say before that was, like, with Shopco, for example, a company that went under. Yeah. You know, rest uh, in peace. <laughs> a company that went under, and you know. Didn't necessarily have a, the best reputation mm -hmm. around here. Um, why should you know they be able to decide? You know, the the government controls the the entire United States. Shopco controls the Shopco yeah. that's in Janesville, Wisconsin, or was mm -hmm. in Janesville, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, that's the only thing that they control. Yeah, but what's 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 been happening though is that. Let's say A is an American and B is an alien, right? That that alien, they're gonna hire him for cheaper, right? Mm -hmm. So of course they're gonna do that because that give them that saves them money, right? Of course. But so what's happening is right now, yeah. American workers who are document or American people, mm -hmm. you know, it's we're being turned away. Like if I'm interested in that same shop go position, I want to want to be a cashier, yeah, right. And then this alien wants to be, I feel really weird saying alien, but 
I don't know what to name that. I don't know what to name that. Um, this this person from a foreign country yeah. wants to. Wait, am I an alien? No, you're a citizen. But when you, if you would have came here illegally, I mean, you technically would have been an alien. Okay. I mean, you, you became a citizen, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am a, I am a citizen. Yeah. Sorry. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. So they, they take an American American worker. I want to yeah. be a cashier, and Shopka offers me twelve dollars an hour, whatever yeah. they pay, right? But then, and my and my resume is great. I've had retail experience. Yeah. I have all this other stuff. Then over here, it's question mark, question mark, question mark, nothing down here or whatever that he wanted mm -hmm. to make up because he they can't check to see if that's true or not and they give him well this guy will give him eight dollars an hour so we can pat our pockets even more yeah but this guy over here has so much experience we could oh oh well we could train this guy yeah right so he'd have he'd have that experience yeah. afterwards but we're only really going to pay me eight dollars an hour so i'm being turned away all of my all of my sales experience yes because they want to pay somebody that's yes. unknown, right? So, how is that fair, right? Well, they're gonna find out if he's a good worker. Right <laughs> but then that's but that's but it, that's shying away though from the American worker. That's shying but, away from the the blue collars that we have. Well, here. if we if we just saw everybody that lives here as American, then you wouldn't have this distinction. So the individual that's gonna get paid. So we work as car salesmen. So we know, like, I have to sell. Flip it upside down. Now it's it's us trying to sell something. You and have to sell twelve cars a month, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Where I'm going is like there's a price. So people are gonna consumers are gonna want to buy from the lowest price for the highest value. So if Shopko, as in this in this instance, they want to hire somebody. I mean, you have the great resume and you're asking for the twelve dollars an hour. And now this, and then the other person just comes in. And it happens every day, dude. Not even with immigrants. It's high school students, right? They pay them cheaper because they have less experience. But they're like, oh, we'll train them up and we'll pay them cheaper and, and they'll do the job that we want them to do. Let the, the company decide, do you want to pay this, this person $8 an hour? Or do you want to pay to force a company to hire somebody just because or not hire somebody else is I think is wrong. Let the, let the individual company decide what they want to do. And if you are a very qualified individual, Maybe this isn't the position for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you go find a, find a job that's. But they're gonna. But like, because a this company a company is gonna do its best though, right? Like, I don't know. It's for the average car salesman job. I I could name off five companies alone that they want you to have experience to work there, mm -hmm. right? But I guarantee you they would hire someone with that uh, they can speak by you know that's bilingual yeah you know so i'm just but, saying like it's they need to have it one way and that's I mean, it's just the same thing with the government it's like we we have this law in place so we can save our money we have and make uh, sorry but, uh, make money when they when they pay thousands of dollars or however much it is to come here right but who makes the money? The government. And you really think that's <laughs> you really think that's helping anybody? Because the government I mean, dude, we're like trillions of dollars in debt. So you know the government's not using that money wisely. Mm. Right? Yeah, I mean it's true. So okay, so let's I'm not, I'm not saying no, they are. Okay, so here's so here's here's another point for me. Not not point, not point in like keeping score, but like a point that I kept I want to make. Yeah, it's instead of instead of having these people spend the hundreds of dollars to get here. Why wouldn't we just let them come here? And now they have all this pocket change that they saved up that they're able to, to, to use in our American economy and actually stimulate the economy and create jobs because they don't have to pay 800 bucks and wait all this time where they could have been productive here. They were waiting back there for their turn in line to be able to go. Right, but then they're let, we're letting our people, right. We're letting our Dude. people get that job or, Stimulate and add jobs. 
but who's i mean again that's where i'm coming from is like we got to treat the the sojourner we got to treat the immigrant as we do the, the native and so how why do we make we shouldn't make the distinction between our people and those people like you live here i mean am i gonna mistreat somebody for coming to this country no, i don't know? think I don't i'm think not i would never no. i wouldn't even dare to no, actually. I know you. that's not what i'm saying but like i'm, I'm saying that we're, we're treating people differently because of where they're because they're coming here from another country I'm not treat them differently we are if we're saying to live here you have no, to follow this legal immigrant number one came here and followed the procedures to get here we don't treat them so, differently than me no no, no. we treat them the same <laughs> are you treated like me yes i am okay yeah did you come here the right way <laughs> I came here on a plane. I don't know if that's the right the way. The question is, right? The question is, what is the right way and what makes it right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, because because then we're, we're, we're differentiating. And by the way, yes, I had a visa. So we're differentiating between the between people. Like, So what is the right way to, to come? And who says it's the right way? The government. Okay. But the, but the government's been doing it for all these all these years. Okay. I, don't, I don't see why, like. Because, okay, there are things that the government has done for a lot of years that are very wrong. Mm -hmm. And that not only our government has done, but you could point to multiple governments throughout this, yeah. this, this, this world. Right, but why, but why change it now? If anything, you know, it needs to get tougher on different things. Immigration being the main one. Because back in, you know, however many years ago, we let in a million people a year, or and then it was actually it was like seven hundred thousand people. Let's just say I don't know the accurate number, but it was less than a million. Yeah. And every year since I couldn't even say what year it's been, a million people we've let in this country documented for the year. A lot of people, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And the the other ten million people that were told to wait, yeah, decided that no. But, we're not waiting yeah but isn't that funny though that we let in this these people in with our quota that says this is the max that we can take in and yet all these other people came and they're working so like there's there's a place for them because they're here mm -hmm. so that, again like that's that's where i'm coming from is like they're here they're doing something but and yet some of them are abusing the welfare system but Let's they're rid of the welfare system right they're working right yeah and they're getting paid yeah but they're not paying taxes. Oh, they are. Every time they buy something, they're they're paying taxes. If they're if they're renting, they're there's paying taxes. There's a difference between purchased goods tax, and there's a difference between, or there's a difference between that and an employee working and getting taxed. There's yeah. a difference there, right? So the undocumented oh. individual is being paid under the table, which is not stimulated. That's that's not growing our, our economy, or that's not boosting anything for us. We're losing money because who's losing money? Are you losing money? Yeah, because I have to pay more. Because there's there's <laughs> money there's okay. money there's money being made up in different ways, yeah. right? But then the the so the eleven million individuals, the ten million individuals that it were, it was calculated however many of them there were, mm -hmm. right? All those millions of people that are working here, they're getting paid underneath the table, yeah. right? Because if they start doing tax information, maybe, maybe we well, should maybe we should all get paid underneath the table. No, because then there would be no. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So, I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's where I'm coming from, dude. Because taxes is a is a different conversations. That's still, yeah. No, you die. You find that wrong too. Yes. So maybe we could we could have you on for that. But <laughs> honestly, like like, what makes so? To reiterate, and I'll ask you this just to, to make sure that I get it right. You're saying that the reason that the that the right way of doing things is to go through the paperwork and then wait your turn in line and mm -hmm. then get a visa and then come to the United States. The reason that's the right way is because that's the way we've done it for many years. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think that's I don't think that's how we should do it. Right. So if they pull the plug on what's been happening for many, many years and my ancestors who came here illegally, right? Or it came here the right way, mm -hmm. 
why how is that fair to them so if we so, keep it if we keep it the same way that it's been happening for years and quite literally it's not hurting anybody it's it is, right though. right now it's hurting people because they're coming to this country illegally. they're taking the the blue collar workers job like you know i i don't know how many times my ex-brother-in-law even like he is a construction worker mm -hmm. I don't know how many jobs he was passed up on. He has so much experience, too. How much he was passed up on yeah. by probably an undocumented alien. Okay, but you don't know that, first of all. And second of all, I don't think it's the government's job to ensure that people have a job. Because, okay. I'm not sure I have a job. But, but you're saying in the sense that, like, we're going to make sure that the that these people can't enter the playing field because they don't have the documentation is it's actually unfair to them because it's just like Hester Toyota when when you when you're selling a car right that $125 Wisconsin documentation fee that's the documentation fee for the dealership to hold the, the paperwork on, yeah right and so we have a documentation fee of yeah a, B, C, and D immigrants. But, but it's different because we're talking about a private company. Yeah, and, and we're talking about the, the government. Like, the government doesn't, isn't mandated to do that. And so, like, so where I'm getting at, dude, is that, like, just to say that this is the way that things have been done, so we just have to keep doing them, is a bad way of looking at things because in this country, not too long ago, the like segregation like government mandated segregation was a thing and it was because this is the way we've done things right so we could we could still have it today and say or people we could have been living in 1963 and say well we shouldn't change things because it's the way and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people said that we shouldn't change things because it's the way that things have been done right but it was fundamentally wrong because it was unjust to a certain group of people to say well you can't you can't eat at this restaurant because it's a whites only restaurant and it's, it's fundamentally wrong because it's, it's, it's racist. It's not loving your neighbor as yourself. And it's not seeing people as right as, as made in the image of God, regardless of whatever race they might be or ethnicity. Yeah, that, right? It's different. Why is it different? Like, why is it different to say that this individual from this country can't live? Like, why is it different? They can know. But you're saying they shouldn't. No, they no, no. I'm not. They can. Like they, they can. Everybody can live here, if right? If they go through the documentation, right? That's I, I firmly believe everybody can live here if they want, but that's if they can follow our rules. That's like saying, like, if I wanted to rob a bank, right? But it's it's different. There's a victim involved in robbing a bank. There isn't when somebody moves, moves here. Just kidding, because the owner would have to. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's something's getting taken, but like, there's not a victim. There's somebody, a victim involved though. If somebody comes over undocumented and takes that person's job, there's the okay. low-income family, right. <laughs> right? There's a victim there. That you, family is is out of a job, therefore they're a victim. Am I wrong? Yes, because you wouldn't say that for me if I were to take someone else's job. Like you, you're 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 making a distinction where there shouldn't be. Like you're you're saying because the person is undocumented now, if they get a job, they're stealing a job from somebody. But if it was a native-born person that took a job that somebody else didn't get, every person that gets a job is technically taking a job from someone else because they're the one that got that position. They probably weren't even the only person to apply for it, but they got the job. So. Again, I'm thinking the private industries have to have to make that decision. And ultimately, like where I'm coming from is God says we're all made in the image of God. God ultimately owns this land, not the United States government. This is what God says. And he says, like specifically to the Israelites, he said, treat the sojourner, treat the, the, the foreigner amongst you as the native. Because mm -hmm. remember, you were once sojourners in the land of Egypt. And so that, that's where I'm coming from. Is like God doesn't see a distinction between documented and not undocumented. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we should either. Mm -hmm. Awesome, right?
Well, Jake, do you do you disagree with me or do you disagree? Wait, I said that wrong. Do you disagree? Do you disagree <laughs> with me or do you disagree with? <laughs> Never mind. Do you disagree with me or you, do you disagree with me? There we go. Do you disagree with me or do you disagree with me? I think you could play it both ways. Like, there's a few things we talked about that I do and I will still disagree on. I think in some of the other ways, maybe yeah, there could be a rethought or like you know a, a redo yeah for a plan. Do we agree on on the welfare? It should be gone. Mm-hmm. So we agree on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everything else we disagree. On. Maybe, yeah. But I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man. I appreciate was, you coming on. Good. Yeah, I love listening to it. That was a fun yeah. conversation. It's a good conversation. Yeah. Thank you for. Can I rave? You're my house. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man. No, I appreciate it, and I think we'll have to keep the conversation going. There's a lot to talk about. There is. There is. So I think this is just a start. I think we got Social Security next. That'll be fun. <laughs> but thank you everybody for tuning in to this immigration policy conversation on this video with me again my name is angel rodriguez I'm joined by mr caleb powers yeah yeah and thank you jake for coming on man thanks for having me until next time hey there's a question i gotta ask you jake do you think qdoba or chipotle is better Keto is way better than Chipotle. Yep. Yeah, told you. You don't Whack. know what you're talking about, man. Whack. You know what you're talking about. We're gonna make a tally, and every guest who comes on, we're gonna ask them this question, and we're gonna see who is right, but just based on other people's responses. Yeah. And everybody will say Keto is better. Mm-hmm. One because the ingredients just taste way better, and two, the case is free. <laughs> Bring your own case rather than a buck twenty-five. B Y O Q. It's one twenty-five because it's so much better. It's not though. It's worth it. And I want Qdoba. This is a this is a very strong topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Qdoba and Chipotle, man. I mean, yeah, I don't like Chipotle, so I won't eat it. Even if you offered me, like, hey, Jake, there's a burrito in this bag from here, or you can give me five bucks, and here's a burrito from Kido, I'm going to give you the five bucks. I do not like Chipotle at all. I nice. bet you if you didn't know it was from there, you would love it. I would know. <laughs> this is so good. Your chicken tastes different. I meant to say different. He said same. This is.